You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 29 of PlayStation Unchained, PSU.com's one and only podcast. I am your co-host again, Mike Carradance, and joining me as ever is Ben Schillerbeer Hall, my co-host. Say hi, Ben. Hello. What's up, man? How's it going? Not too bad, but I just want to bring up, I just re- remembered, we're not really the one and only podcast anymore on PSU. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, yeah, one half of PSU's um, podcast output, yeah. the other being uh, racial diversity, of course. Yes. Sorry, sorry, I got something brain dead there. Oh, don't worry. It was only because I'm looking at the pod bean and I remembered it myself. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, I really need to um, maybe come on that sometime. And join, joining me and Ben today is uh, we have a very special, well, not special guest. We have Gary, and I won't pronounce his surname because I don't know how, but Gary, our fellow Russian comrade. Say hello, Gary. <laughs> oh, good, sirs. How are you today? I'm good, comrade. <laughs> Mr. KGB has returned to rechain this podcast. Yeah, I look forward to rechain. Yes, it's good <laughs> to have you on the podcast, Gary. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um. So, how has your week been, guys? Um, it's been pretty good. Usual, usual week, to be honest. A bit boring. Oh, okay. Um, and Gary, you? Yeah. How about you, Gary? Uh, mine has been a little stressful with work. Uh-huh. And even more stressful when I try to play some Battlefield, because it's—I don't want to talk about that game right now. <laughs> yeah, when I'm silent on... rage. When I'm, <laughs> yeah. on the, uh, when I'm on the PS4 and stuff, and um, I'm online, I always see that you're playing Battlefield 4, Gary. So you, I'm taking you must enjoy that game to some extent. <laughs> I—it's I, one of those games where you—it's you, you really like playing it, but it just frustrates the hell out of you. Yeah, I understand. Because the whole... of all the bugs and the glitches. Yeah, all and... the bugs, yeah. I will find out soon enough because I've got it sitting on the shelf behind me. I just got it for Christmas. I need to, seriously need to play it. <laughs> I okay. traded it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you? Oh. <laughs> okay, chaps, um, let's kick this off with um, some news, shall we? Uh, first up, guys, this was from uh, Monday, um, the 24th of February. Um, Sony Japan has said that PS4 is unlikely to hit PS2 like themselves, but we'll do our best. Um, this, uh, they've been saying a lot about this sort of thing, you know, back with PS3, that it will never hit PS2 lifetime sounds. And of course that wasn't the case. And they're talking, they're not as quite as, um, negative about PS4, but they don't quite think that they're going to make it. But they say that, you know, um, he actually, the, um, the head of Sony Japan and Asia, uh, says that when we talk on whether it'll match the sales of a PS2 numerically, we'll have to do our best in the future. Uh, so there we go. Um, I, the PS2 was, um, oof. Was that 155 million or something like that? Yes, it is because I've just got it in front of me. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, so that's a huge. That's like the best-selling console of all time. Um, home console, mine, not handheld, because I think the um, I think the Game Boy has got the um all-time sales. Or um, I'm pretty sure it's the Game Boy. But anyway, yeah, um, that's a massive feat there. Um, the market's changed a lot since then, as we know. Uh, PS3 obviously didn't come anywhere near that. It was still a successful console, but uh, PS4 has got off to a massive start compared to PS3. And it's definitely, I think, well, it's way too early to tell anyway, but I think PS4 is definitely going to be um, more successful than PS3 the way it's going. But I doubt very much if it's going to reach PS2. I just think that things have changed a bit too much. Um, 
since like you know well it was march 2000 when the ps2 came out uh so what do you guys think about that uh ben we'll start with you today i agree i don't think it'll ever get that close but i i, I think we'll get I think it'll go over, over 100 million in sales, to be honest. Yeah, because PS3 has is currently, is still going, of course, it's currently on 70-something, isn't it? Or is it 80? Did it reach 80? I think it's at 78 million. It yeah. just overtook the Xbox 360. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so I expect the PS4 to... I expect the PS3 to drop off around 85 million, maybe 86 million. But I think the PS4 might reach 100 million sales by the end of its lifetime. Yeah, and of course it's going to be around for a while. This is presumably, yeah. yeah. Um, Gary, how about you? What do you think, comrade? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I I would have to agree with that. I don't think it's going to reach the sales of the PS2, uh, but I think it's it is going to get really close. I think one of the biggest things for the PS2 when it launched was it was the cheapest DVD player you could get at the time. Yeah, and I think that helped, especially with the early sales for it. But but I, I think they'll get close, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they did surpass that number. It, I guess it just depends on how long the PS4 is around. Because I know the, the PS2 stayed around, I think, like five years into the PS3's life cycle almost. They still release games to Japan for that for that system, too. Yeah, it's... Um, oh, God. Um, to, uh, yeah, it was... Um... Yeah, it went for about... What was it? It must have been about 11 years, 11, 12 years, I think. Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And- when did they stop finally producing that system? I think it was like three, four years ago they finally stopped producing the PS2. Uh, well, actually, um, didn't um, was it last year? I'm sure it was last year that they said um, uh, Japan said that they had stopped manufacturing PS2, and that was only like last year or something, or the year oh, before there, that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, last year. Yeah, it was. I'm very. I think it wasn't too. It wasn't that long ago. You know, not you know four years ago. Yeah. So it's been going. Yeah, it's had a long um, innings. PS2 has. And December twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. I think it was. Oh well, there we go then. Yeah, just over a year, year and a couple of months. Um, and of course with PS2, you know, exclusives were much bigger back then. Console exclusives these days, obviously. I mean, you still have exclusives, but the third party exclusives are not quite as obviously nowhere near as um, prevalent as they were. Um back in the um uh ps2 era so um yeah, uh, anyway yeah ps4 definitely onto a great start anyway regardless of what happens um okay next up guys um gorilla games new ip has been in development for 2.5 years uh this is um straight from the horse's mouth um angie smets uh dropped the news during a video release uh video release for the playstation 4 japanese launch uh, he says, I quote, uh, well, we, were working, we are working on a new IP and we started on that already two and a half years ago. But unfortunately, we cannot share details yet of the new IP. So you have to uh, be a bit more patient. Oh, yeah, that old chestnut, be a bit more patient. Um, this um, was uh, started presumably um, following the completion of Killzone 3, which was released in February 2011, so three years ago. Um, I think there's been a bit of talk about this through job ads and stuff. I think they mentioned, um, I don't know, I could be getting my wires crossed because I've seen so many goddamn uh, job advertisements. Something about um, vehicle combat or something? I'm not too sure on this one. Ben, um, do you know anything about this? Have there been any hints about what this new IP can be? Well, wasn't it Grinner Games that hinted doing a RP- fantasy RPG? Oh, that's it. Yeah, I think that must have been. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. it was an open world fantasy RPG. Yeah, I think the vehicle combat actually was um, the God of War developer actually, Sony Santa yeah. Monica. So, um, which is sadly probably been yeah, dropped. Yeah, we actually be, oh yeah, that would have been a good transition. But yeah, we are going to come to that later. Yeah, um, uh, Gary, um, 
Guerrilla Games um, new IP. Are you excited for this at all? Um, I, I want to say I am, but <clears throat> after uh, the big disappointment I suffered with Shadowfall, personally, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that this two and a half years development cycle, probably going to stretch into three years, is uh-huh. is going to be good for them. I mean, it, I think it's good that they're going to branch out from the first person shooter genre, yeah, and Killzone in general. So I, I am excited to see what it is. Well, Gary, no, good I thing could... is as well is they were looking for people who had RPG experience when they started looking for people two years ago. I know because I remember seeing the job postings. Nice. So the people that are making this open world RPG have some experience in RPGs. Well, that's, that's good to know. Better. Yeah. Be very I just hope then. it's not going to be like a trendy RPG now where, you know, you get all these multiple choices to make during conversations. And yeah. Oh, see, I, I kind of like those. <laughs> but at the same time, I can understand what you mean. We don't like trendy in Russia. <clears throat> um, cool, guys. Uh, uh, this one's a little bit more lighthearted. Um, um, Kaz Harai, um, the Sony boss, um, apparently loves to play Drive Club in Gran Turismo in his spare time. Um, it's interesting that because um, uh, Drive Club isn't actually out yet, and um, Gran Turismo obviously is a massive Sony game. There, uh, this was um, via an interview with um, um, Verity, uh, and it says uh, to clear his mind, um, Harai likes driving his sports car with the top down. When he's not on the road, he still prefers driver's seat, playing video games like Drive Club and Gran Turismo on Sony's PlayStation. And Harai himself says, "As you can tell, I love cars." Um, so there we go. Kaz loves cars. Uh, as I said, this is a bit of a light-hearted story. Now, guys, we I'm sure we all love Kaz Harai, all his antics, his pink shirts, all of that kind of stuff, his Ridge Racers. Actually, I'm kind of surprised he doesn't like playing Ridge Racer in his spare time. Um, Drive Club, though, that's... Um, we don't have a release date for that, so um, but it's meant to be coming out, I think, uh, around the summertime, the latest rumour. Um, so I, I would ask for comments on this. I'm not really sure what to say, but guys, we'll just say Kaz in general... Um, Ben, what do you reckon, Kaz? He's cool, isn't he? <laughs> He's cool. And I want to say, if these are news stories, then um, Yoshida likes to play Outlast USA. Yeah, and, anything's uh, nice. <laughs> Yakuza Ishin, he's been playing recently. He played that last week. Oh, wicked. <laughs> uh, let's, let's have a look at his history. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, that is fine. You're afraid of us. You're afraid... Uh, he's been playing Strider as well. Good game, good game. Of course, Ben, you can do that though, can't you? Yeah, he's on my recent. He's on my friends list. He's on um... your friends list. You have um, Shohei Yoshida on your friends list. <laughs> yeah, um, he's been playing a bit of Trine Two as well, and someone liked that. Someone liked him playing that. Um, right. So, so yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what Yoshida's been playing. <laughs> Gary, are you a fan of Kaz? <laughs> I am a fan of Kaz. I think he's a pretty cool guy. Um, I, I, I I made the mistake of uh, always getting on the internet before I had Twitter of like searching his Twitter to see any news, and I I always act at, access that fake account that somebody made of him. Oh yeah, yeah, he's probably got yeah. Lot, he? <laughs> like, oh man, this guy knows everything. That no, fake account's that. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm glad he's enjoying Drive Club since yeah. none of us has seen it. Yeah, at like least someone's months. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it's as good as um we as we want it to be. Yeah, but if Kaz is playing it, then he's got good yeah. taste. So <laughs> I, I, I always get a screenshot or something. Here. Yes, yeah, or or a little hint about when it's coming. It'd just out. be a picture of his thumb up going, "I like it." Yes, <laughs> or should say, "I like it." <laughs> um, 
now on to some we touched on this a bit earlier now on to some uh sad news um god of war developer um Sandy santa monica's new ip has been officially canned um this comes via um uh, Twitter, uh, that of Jonathan Hawking, the former lead level designer at Santa Monica. Uh, he said that the project was going to be badass. Uh, I quote, yesterday I was laid off. It was it was a good 10-year run and I got to make three 90-plus 90, 90 rated games. I lived the dream and got to accomplish all of my goals except one, making something out of nothing, creating a new AAA IP. Uh, he goes on to say, the saddest part of waking up today is I no longer get to work with, my fam- work with my family. Secondly, the pain that I feel for my friends who have lost their jobs. The saddest and most important part is that the game I was creating for the player that will never be played. I feel sorry that I failed you. Um, oh, that's um, obviously very sad to hear. I mean, these are people who have lost their jobs. Quite a lot of them have lost their jobs, actually. And this, this new IP, um, it's been in the works for over three years and um, it was going to be pretty good, not just from what he said, but, you know, they were hyped. There's been a lot of chatter now and then about it and everything. I think it was it was also meant to be revealed at E3 apparently as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, the cancellation of any, any new IP is always sad, but I think it's even more sad considering that people have now lost their jobs. I mean, I was surprised at this. I didn't think this sort of stuff would hit such a prolific studio as um, Santa Monica. But, yeah, um, great. This is sad news, guys. Right, Ben? Oh, it is really sad. Yeah. I feel bad, but to be fair, though, I know this will sound sick. Sick? But um, they're all really talented people. And even though they've lost their jobs and we've lost a really good, possibly, IP, Yeah. they do have a good history of working for a, a big company like that. And that yeah. should help them find another job. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they should totally get... They should get snapped up. Definitely get yeah. snapped up. Uh Gary, how about you? Anything to add, mate? Uh, I think it's obviously terrible news, especially coming off of what happened with Irrational as well. I mean, that's a lot of jobs now. Yeah, I know. From huge studios, huge successful studios, it's really... Yeah. So, and Again, it is sad that another new IP is not going to see the light of day and we'll probably get another sequel of something. But it's it's funny because yesterday I actually ran into an article that started talking about what well, about this new IP, and I guess what what it really what what it came down to was the game was actually a little too similar to Bungie's Destiny. Yeah, and I guess because of that, Sony kind of decided to throw all their guns at Destiny and get as much exclusivity with that game as they can, then focus on the new IP. I guess it went through a lot of changes once Destiny was unveiled as well, but it well. is. It's really sad news because this is I, I, this is Stig Asmussen's game, isn't it? The yes, director yes. of God yeah. of yeah. yeah. So that that's a huge blow for him too, I think. Yeah, it's, it's sad it, days. Yeah, it's very especially like you said after rational games. I still don't quite understand what's going on there either. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, very it's very sad news. Let's just hope. Oh, um, I kind that, of understand the rational games' problem. They had money issues before. Oh, did they? Well, they had to cancel the whole of multiplayer aspect of Infinite because of time and money. Oh, right. I thought that was just um, kind of um, more um, design uh, choices rather than the money. I thought it was well, just because they didn't feel it was suited to the Bioshock kind of experience sort of thing. They added Bioshock 2 multiplayer. Yeah, I suppose that was a different um, studio, though, who did that. That was 2K Marin. Yeah. So, um... No, I, I, I thought I heard it was time and mo- oh, time yeah. mostly that was the issue. And if it's time, obviously that would mean that could easily be linked to money. 
Yeah, well, like, of course, we did um, touch on this a lot last week, and I, like, uh, I don't know who, well, I think it was Glenn, Glenn or Michael said, you know, about how long that game's been in development and everything, and so, yeah, I can see why time is was an issue because it's just been in it's been in development for so long but yeah that that was um irrational games last week but um okay um moving on guys um well we actually got through this quite quickly i might be able to churn out another story after this um this is a rumor and a big rumor so take it with a pinch of salt but apparently there's an uncharted collection coming to ps4 uh i did this actually after some snooping today uh this is via um a google translation of an article on an italian site called games.it uh, Sony's planning to release an Uncharted collection for PlayStation 4. Uh, as you might guess, it contains all the Uncharted games. So that's uh, Drake's Fortune, Among Thieves, Drake's Deception, Golden Abyss, and Fight for Fortune. And the latter is that sort of card trading game. Um, the site says they will all be remastered in order to exploit the potential of PS4 hardware. Uh, like I said, it's meant to be out um, later this year, but there's nothing else revealed at the moment. And like I said, take it with a huge pinch of salt. Pinch of salt. Um, <clears throat> Oh, my voice. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I, I seem to be dying there. Um, <clears throat> apparently, um, well, this uh, apparently was a load of bollocks according to some other place who we won't mention. But um, <coughs> wow. And then Charlie Collection. Um, this definitely would be of interest to me. I mean, I would love to have all the Uncharted games remastered on PS4. I would definitely play them all again. I, I love Uncharted. I would, you know, I play my original copies again. You know, I dip into them now and then because they're just great they're obviously not overly long games. They're great little, almost like a little movie, like watching an Indiana Jones film. So they just got great replay value as far as I'm concerned. And I would definitely pick this up if it's true. Uh, how about you guys? Would you be interested in this? Day one. Day one. Day minus one. Day... I'm just throwing money at the screen now. <laughs> something will happen if I throw money at the screen, won't it? Just something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in oh. theory. Elena in HD. Oh. <laughs> how about oh. you, Gary? Oh, I I would kind of be on a fence a little bit because, I mean, the games are already in HD. They already have trophy support. They already have everything you need. Yeah. Like, I don't see what the big upgrade would be. I mean, obviously, you can increase the texture quality. Yeah, I think we're we're talking it sort of a Tomb Raider, um, Tomb Raider um, definitive edition kind of thing. Uh, You know, um, higher, better graphics, um, better frame rate, stuff like that, I'd imagine. I mean... That's just what, you know, it just seems... That seems well, yeah, what like, like, like I said, if, if people haven't experienced Uncharted, which is a shame if you haven't, mm. this will be great, especially with all the new PlayStation 4 players coming in. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think this collection will be fantastic for them. Obviously, I think the the the, the game to watch out for in that collection will be Golden Abyss to see what kind of changes they make to that game because yeah. that is the title. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would benefit a lot. I'm actually kind of surprised it hasn't already made its way to um, PS4 yet, but there mm-hmm. we go. Um, right, um, we can fit in. That was actually going to be the last one. Do you mind if I mention some news that we don't seem to have covered yet? Um, if it's the Dino Crisis one, I'm just about to say that. But Oh, no. Okay, go ahead, man. <laughs> um, anyone excited for Infamous? Who's excited for Infamous? Um, yeah, um, most people, I think. <laughs> there is currently an ARG going on right now. It's ARG is Alternate Reality Game. All right. Um, where if you, sadly it's American only right now, uh-huh. where if you follow the clues, yeah, um, and once you, you can link your, it, right now it doesn't work, sadly, but you can link this account with your PlayStation Network account. Yeah. If you follow all the clues, they'll be sending out special prizes 
to certain people who've had followed it, and you'll also unlock bonus content for the game for when it releases. Oh, we. That's we, awesome. Uh, <laughs> we? Wicked. <laughs> yeah, we. So if you... So um, I'll give the boss man the link after this. And uh, basically, the, the ARG right now is sort of a bit weird. Uh, but it tells you, for some reason, there's also some weird descriptions about different powers like um, paper, glass, magnetic. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if they, any of these are actually in the game, but I, I so want paper powers. Paper powers. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was thinking of Naruto with Kona, where she sort of splits her body into paper sheets and stuff like that. All That'd be right. awesome. Imagine just um, imagine have the ability to fly in the wind by turning yourself into paper. That would be amazing. Either way, fun. this arg is still going on. Yeah, and you can unlock special in-game karma. Well, spe- unlock karma to give yourself a boost at the start of the game, and yeah. unlock special missions. What wow. do you guys think of that? Hmm. I think it's um, a great campaign if if it works yeah. out. For- <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that sounds quite interesting. Um, I mean, Infamous is obviously um that's a massive title, so I, I just think anything that can drum up kind of like interest for it is um good in my books. I mean, I'm not really um. Yeah, uh, I don't know what else yeah. to say, really. It's yeah, interesting. It, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, it's hard to describe because yeah. there's not much to write about it right now. But yeah, say yeah. about it because it, it, we don't know what the hell... That's what ultimate reality games are. They're a mystery. Um, Half-Life had a good ARG as well, if I'm right. And Portal as well had a good ARG. So but it's good to see Sony actually doing an ARG. Mm-hmm. Um, although this post on NeoGAF, I'm sorry, I've got to mention it, yeah. from some guy called John John. Right. Uh, these powers are strange. Paper wine, someone said. He responded with, I want to combine my powers and call myself Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, uh, that had to be mentioned. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up now. No, no, that's cool, man. Don't worry. Thanks for chipping in. Um, And we need, actually, we need to bolster the news a bit because we actually got through that quite quickly. Um, I'll round things off now. Um, this, this really interested me. Um, Dino Crisis reboot is uh, currently in development at Capcom, apparently. Uh, this is according to OXM uh, via Eurogamer Italy. Um, Capcom is in the process of rebooting the Dino Crisis franchise and won an actual project later this year. Um, Eurogamer Italy speculates maybe at E3. Um, there's no further details known at this point, but um, uh, Dino Crisis, um, guys, that's a, a classic Capcom IP. Um, for those of you who haven't, uh, have you guys played it at all, any of them? I oh, played yeah. the first one. Cool. Well, you I... know, yeah. Sweet. Well, they are. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they were um, for our listeners. It was uh, released in 1999, and it also um, received a sequel uh, the following year. Uh, they were both. Um, well, the first one was more a uh, survival horror type game, like Resident Evil, and the um, second game was more of an action shooter game because it wasn't. Uh, they, they changed the um, they changed the pre-rendered backgrounds because the original was actually 3D. And um, but the uh, there was far more emphasis on shooting and stuff. I mean, you got points and you could spend them on upgrading your weapons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh there was a Dino Crisis three, which um, I think everyone would rather forget, which was meant to be awful. I haven't played it, but it was uh, an Xbox exclusive back in two thousand and three, and set in space, hundreds of years into the future. Nothing to do with the other games. So, um, since then, uh, that tanked, and since then the series has been on hiatus. But um. Wow, um, I would love Dino Crisis to come back. I love that series, um, along with Onimusha. I think those are two franchises that really need to come back. Um, I think they could definitely do it justice. They've um, been a bit uh, 
shaky on survival horror lately with Resident Evil, but I think they could definitely um they can still make a good Dino Crisis game. I reckon as long as they don't do it in space, for God's sake, just bring it back to what it was all about. You know, experiment, crazy experiments. You know, deserted. You know, science, scientists, laboratories, all that kind of stuff. Set it in present day. You know, uh, mm-hmm. t- uh, two characters was fun in Dino Crisis too, but I prefer they go back to the uh, the traditional survival horror route. That would be great. But yeah, this excites me a lot. How about you two, Ben? Would you like to see it? See a Dino Crisis reboot? No. 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 Why is that? Because look at what they've done to Resident Evil. Look at look at look at Mike. Look look at what they've done to Resident Evil. You really think they're going to make a new Dino Dino Crisis and make it a horror game? Um. Well, I would. I want to give them a benefit of a doubt on this because they go can, on. They, they, they what? Do you really? Yeah. Well, it depends who's behind it, though. Just um, hear me true. out a minute. They can. They can. Um, make a good horror game if they try it. They did Resident Evil Revelations, Capcom did, which was much better than the recent Resident Evil games. They also did the Lost in Nightmares thing for Resident Evil 5, which was pretty good. Yeah. They can still do it, it's just whether or not they want to. It's not that they can't do it. But oh, yes, it's there's a lot of, I, I, I sadly right in the market right now. Yeah. I want to say no. Yeah, okay. But there's a lot of horror games coming out right now. Mm. You got the, all the um, you got Dying Light You've got technically evolves kind of horror based, really. If you think Evil about within. It. Evil Within, yeah. Um, now, if they start, if those are all successful, yeah, then I can see Capcom going. Wait a minute, people like survival horror games again, <laughs> and then we'll, then that's when Dino Crisis will be perfect to start because they might think, oh, look at the market right now. There's a need for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, well, I'd definitely like to. In terms of just saying, you know, just generally, would you like it back as in, if they do it right, then yes. I think, you know, not yeah. as if to say, um, you know, do you like, just because, no, because you don't like the series or whatever. For me, I want it back because I love the series. But yeah, I agree. If you're going to, I wouldn't want to see Resident Evil, I wouldn't want to see another Resident Evil 5 Dino Crisis. Don't get me wrong. Definitely not. They're going to do Resident it. Crisis. Resident Crisis, yeah. I don't want a Resident Crisis, no. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gary? Um, I I think for Capcom right now is a really good time to bring it back because apparently the internet has this fascination with dinosaurs in video games lately. Well, dinosaurs in video games are awesome. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I personally think that if they are bringing it back, I think they will do it right because I think Capcom right now I think they saw the backlash that they received with Resident Evil Seven. Or six, six. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how many. <laughs> In Russia, we have future technology. <laughs> yeah, I already played seven. Don't look forward to it. <laughs> but uh, no, I think they saw like, you know, the game had like the four different campaigns. And I think they noticed how a lot of people kind of gravitated towards the Leon's campaign because it kind of reminded them of the old survival horror Resident Evil. Yeah. And it was and, really won anything like that. <laughs> yeah, and you know that to to me personally, that was the highlight of that game was Leon's campaign. And, oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. That was and good. I think Capcom right now they're hurting, in my opinion, because I mean they pretty much killed Mega Man. They're they're slowly killing off every IP that they have, and I I think they're going to come to their senses eventually. And I think Dino Crisis is a good way to start, especially with the with all the survival horrors that you guys mentioned that are 
making a comeback right now. And I think right now it's thanks to the indie developers that it is making a comeback because they've been, you know, Amnesia, Outlast, Daylight, all these games coming out, you know, Slender. All these games have been very successful as survival horror titles. And yeah, I think yeah. they're starting to, I mean, Shinji Mikami even noticed it and he went back to the genre and he's making the evil within now. So, yeah, I really yeah. hope that as well. That, 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 that mm-hmm. was great. So I think if if Capcom is smart, they'll they'll do it right, which I think now is the time for them to kind of go back to their roots, in my opinion. Definitely, yeah. man. I, I totally agree. Well, well um, that, that, uh, that seems seems to wrap up the um, news yeah. for now, guys. I think we're going to do okay. That's really weird. I can actually hear myself speaking. I <laughs> uh, see that happened to me in the last racial diversity podcast, but no. No, I was told I was crazy. Oh well, it doesn't. I don't mind <laughs> as long as you guys don't um, hear any. Well, I can't. I can only hear one of you. Oh good, that's okay. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you listening? Can you hear more than one of me? Uh, two mics. That'd be awesome for some. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on now, guys, to our um, topic of the week. Uh, this one is actually I thought of this up um, because I was playing a lot of Grand, um, well, not just Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar games, and obviously they're big open world games, and I was thinking about. Open world versus uh, uh, versus oh Jesus, sorry, I am very very tired today. As you can tell, I don't know why. <laughs> I might need some help from my co-host to steer this later. <laughs> um, open world games versus linear games. Um, basically, about you know what you prefer, the advantage of advantages, disadvantages. I um have to admit, growing up, um, well, even, actually not growing up at all. Only in the last few years, even actually, um, I'm nearly thirty. Um. I've been more of a linear action game guy, like uh, Uncharted, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Tomb Raider to some extent. Uh, you know, those kind of um, blockbuster sort of titles, like, you know, kind of Indiana Jones style, move, you know, watching a movie kind of thing, you know, not much exploration, you know, but very, very cohesive narrative, um, which works for what they are. But lately I have been playing a lot more open world games and I really, really love them. Um, Oblivion was the first proper open world game that I played. Um, and that just, well, that was overwhelming for me when I played that in 2006, and I still love that game to death. I went through it a few years ago. It's just amazing. I've, the thing about those sort of games is that there's so much to do, and there's obviously the sense of freedom and the sense that you're steering your own story as well, and you're doing things how um, how, how you want to do them, and you're not being steered by the game. You're going in the direction you want to do. You're not like saying, well, no, actually, I don't want to do that storyline. I'm going to do this. I'm going to save this woman. I'm going to... I don't know, plow the fields, catch, herd some cattle or whatever the hell doing, rob this person, you know, steal a bike or whatever in Grand Theft Auto's case. And um, I, I, I love that kind of freedom. And I've been playing a lot of them lately. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, I've just died. I'll talk more about that later. And I really do love, I've, I just really love how they've nailed the, um, the open world genre. And obviously this is nothing new to most people. I, I, I'm late to this kind of thing, but I was just talking more in a broader sense with this kind of stuff, because I played um, Mass Effect as well, which is, well, I that's more of a, more of a sort of pseudo, I guess, open world game. I mean, it's, it's hard to classify that because it's, it seems, seems more tightly compact, but you can go out and explore where you want to. You can go off and, and certainly in Mass Effect 1, you can go off and explore planets and do side quests and everything. That's, you know, that's more of a, that gives you the open environment to do, but, you know, grand, open world style, like, the Elder Scrolls and Grand Theft Auto and stuff. That kind of stuff is just really pulling me in that, that right now. And it's just kind of making me think, um, you know, what sort of, um, what direction would I like more games to take in the future? Would I like them to go more open world? Would I like them to stay linear? 
And, you know, on, on the other hand, what I like games that are um, more linear, like Uncharted, to maybe expand a bit more. I mean, a great example is um, Silent Hill Downpour. Um, that's obviously comes from a very linear series. I mean, you know, it's, it's again, it's like, you know, like Resident Evil, you move from area to area, puzzles, cutscenes, that kind of thing. Um, some of them, obviously, Silent Hill's in a town, you get to explore a bit of the streets, but, you know, it is a linear game. But with Downpour, what they did is they expanded the map some more and they implemented side quests, which you could do if you wanted to. You could follow the main story and it would obviously be a lot more compact and, linear, uh, and tighter. Uh, but if you wanted to, you can go off and explore and do all these side quests, which are actually unrelated to the um, main quest, but they were still they still fit the um, overall narrative, you know, the, the kind of the backstory of Silent Hill, because they were like hauntings and, you know, looking for missing people and, you know, all kind of spooky kind of things like that, which you'd expect from a Silent Hill game. But the main thing is, as a longtime fan, that really, really injected, that was a huge addition, uh, a huge change for the series. And that was a bloody good, in my opinion, it was a great change because I thought it was fantastic. It really, really worked, especially in the context of Silent Hill, which is obviously you're in a town. And I really think that some games can benefit more from that. And um, I mean, I wouldn't mind Uncharted's maybe Shredder Nixon's a bit more. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't want it to go open world, of course not. But I just think you could have that little bit of exploration because it would it would mesh well with what Nathan Drake is. He's a treasure hunter. You know, you explore places and stuff. I wouldn't want to wouldn't want that to be at the expense of the um, strong kind of cohesive narrative and the set pieces that they have. But I still think, like Sun Hill achieved, that you could do you could in, you could just expand things slightly but still not take away the kind of nucleus of what that game was about. It is still at heart a linear linear action game, you know, with a strong, you know, with a, 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 you know, a story, you know, led by cutscenes and stuff, which doesn't require, you know, not really letting you go out and explore wherever you go. It's still quite tight, but it still has that kind of suedo open world element to it. And I think that worked really well. Um, but yeah, that's my view on it. Um, Ben's just gone away quickly. So he'll be back in a sec. Gary, um, I just wondered, um, what's your exp- uh, in terms of open world and linear games? What kind of sort of what side of the fence do you uh, switch to? Do you like? Do you prefer one or the other? Are there any kind of series you would like to maybe change, like expand or not, or open world games to kind of like um, you know decrease, you know, maybe become more linear? Um, how about it, man? What do you reckon? Um, I I prefer the more linear path uh, yeah. rather than the open world one because well, to me it, it kind of it, it comes down to um, Story, personally, yeah. I think developers can tell a better story and more compelling story on a linear path because pe- players will go into it and they're like, oh, okay, so what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Whereas if you play an open world game, you know, you get a part of a story, you know, and then all yeah. of a sudden you get a whole bunch of side quests and you get sidetracked completely and then you forget yeah. what happened in the story and then it just drives you nuts. It, to <laughs> me, personally. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, I think from a development standpoint, you know, obviously resource wise, it's, it's cheaper in my opinion to make, you know, a linear experience than open world one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, but like just the open world stuff, like I've, I've experienced so much of it in MMOs because pretty much every MMO is an open world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really played MMOs before at all. So <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a big uh, advantage you've got there. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, GTA and Red Dead Redemption, like, I spend so much time just doing nothing that it's, <laughs> that it's just frustrating. Yeah, you know, people will find things to do in open world games, you know, they'll, they'll like, create their own little challenges. Oh, you know, how many cars can I build up on this freeway and blow them all up, you know? 
Yeah, that, that's yeah. cool and stuff. You know, if I can, I reach this highest building by doing, you know, parachuting to it. You know, or people if you come mean, up just listen to Laszlo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people come up with this stuff, and that's fine. You know, good for them. But I personally don't find any of those things to do. Like, I just get tired of driving or running or, you know, even in Red Dead, like Red Dead Redemption in particular. There's so much open desert that by the time you find anything to do, it just drives me insane. It's funny because I'm playing Red Dead right now, and um, it's um, the thing about open world games in general is the um, I do get intimidated first of all because you like you always have this kind of like you know these kind of like um, little chapters and stuff which um, you know they, they, they you know you go through like in Red Red Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption you heard cattle you um, breaking horses which are ostensibly um, you know tutorials basically for what's to come each kind of like. Uh, um, you part of the game is basically the introduction for everything you're going to do. And then, of course, the, the world opens up and you get to see everything. You know, you, um, you get, you're pretty much left on your own then after like the game holding your hand. And it's at that point you think, wow, you know, what the hell do I do? You know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like I find it difficult to like, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, I might do this, you know. But once I once I kind of like resign myself to the fact that I'm free to do everything, how as quickly or as slowly as I want to, I think I get into a bit of a rhythm. But I definitely feel, I mean, the games like Oblivion, I, I, you know, the Elder Scrolls, they just, in, they're really intimidating. I think that can be quite off putting. Um, yeah, I, I think Red Dead Redemption is a phenomenal game. I, yeah. I, I, I almost did everything in it. I thought it was a great game, but it was yeah. just, you know, you're, you're in that first town and you're like, oh, this is cool. And then, you know, it just opens up for you and you're like, okay, well, where the hell am I supposed to go now? Yeah, yeah. What do I do? How am I going to get distracted by something? You know, it's like games like that, in my opinion, try to distract you so much to get your attention of all these things that you can be doing in it. That yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um. Sorry, it's just another thing I got to add. Um, it's like yesterday as well. I had my mindset on doing something specific. I think I was going to collect um check out a wanted poster for bounties, and then this I heard this commotion. I turned around. There were these guys, four guys on horses, dragging this guy along by um along the ground by rope. And it was just like, what the? F-? It's like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, I just, I shot them, and then you know, obviously they all opened up on me, and I, I was just, you know, I was completely thrown out of my moment there of just thinking about what I was going to do. But I died, and it's like, oh wow, shit, <laughs> you know? It's just like, wow, you know, what the hell happened there? I mean, it happened again later, and um, um, I, I won it because I used the dead eye and stuff. But yeah, it's just the whole random event thing in um open world games. Um, they can be very distracting, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, like I, I always look at, you know, a, a game specifically like The Last of Us. And, you know, I look at it, it's like a very story-driven game. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and like, it, imagine that game if it was, you know, an open world in one giant city. Like, would it have that same impact? I don't think it would, personally. I think they and, could do something great with something like that. But I think in terms of the narrative, like you said, it's much better yeah. as a linear game. Certainly like that with, an, you know, Uncharted and um, The Last of Us. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Although, like I said, in Silent Hill's case, um, uh, which is again a linear, you know, a, story, a very linear series with the story and stuff, it actually worked. It did work quite well. So I think they, in certain series it could work, but it depends how it's implemented. But yeah, The Last of Us definitely. That is, I wouldn't change anything on that. That that was brilliant. That was just incredible. yeah. Like I, I see like you can, you know, you, you're put into like this big open area, right? And you yeah. can you can reach your objective however you want. Like Deus Ex did this, Deus Ex Human Revolution. You know, it wasn't an open yeah. world. It was like a pseudo open world where yeah. you, can, you can do whatever you want, however you want to do it. But in the end, you're still in this one area. Yeah. It also has that feeling 
What does? Thief. You know, that just came out oh, recently. Cool. That also has yeah. the sort of semi-open world feeling where you could try and sneak past the guards or you could try and unpick this lock and sneak through this little passageway to get past them as well. Or, so ultimate, so they have like um, different yeah. ways you can achieve your objective sort of thing. I just did a mission where I got to break into a house and I snuck into the greenhouse and found a little hidden passageway underneath the greenhouse into the building. All right. So I used that to get Sweet. in. So, um, so Ben, what about you? I mean, we, me and Gary just been chewing the fat on that. What's, what's your kind of like allegiance, if you like, with open world and linear? Like, what are you more experienced with? What do you prefer and stuff? That kind I of thing. I want to roll with Gary right now because right. pretty much everything he said is what I'd say. Oh, cool. Are there any? Uh, do you have any? Because I, 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 I might be wrong, but I can remember you saying you weren't a big fan of. Um, was it GTA? You're not too hot. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of GTA. You... I'm not a huge fan of yeah. Red Dead either. Yeah, um, I, re- I, I remember I fa- you saying that you, you. I remember you saying that you don't actually like games that don't really tell you what to do, sort no, of thing. No, I like. Yeah, so you, not yeah. to hold my handheld, of course, but no, I like just yeah. pointing, going, maybe that way. Yeah, yeah. So because uh, I know you, I, I figured you might you yeah. you'd be more of a fan of linear games yeah. and not so much of yeah. But I must um, admit, so- I do like games like that with. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I love them with superpowers because. Oh right, fair I, enough. <laughs> that's yeah. I, that's I don't know. It just feels different, yeah. You, know. you love Saints Row Four then, because you've got superpowers and oh, now yeah. you can just jump all the way to where you want to go. Yeah, I love Saints Row Four. I must admit that that's yeah, that's um, infamous. Saints Row, are my two favorite open world games. Oh, wicked! Wicked. So, um, just to touch on um, why um, just um, I, you mentioned GTA before, but what what was it about Red Dead Redemption? Because that's obviously a different, you know, it's not know, it's a, not a modern game. I don't know what bothered me about. I think that was more the actual story. I wasn't huge. I'm not a huge All Western right. fan, so. All oh, right. Did you did you complete it or did I you? Got, um... I think about halfway. Oh right. I was okay, heading towards enough. Mexico, which oh, is okay, near the end. I think. I don't know. I, can't, oh, I don't. I don't cool. remember. I must okay. be. I used to go online a lot and have a bit of fun with the like, free play. That was fun though. Yeah, have a free roam. Thing, yeah, yeah, that was I bet good. That was cool. um, and, yeah. Um... By the way, you're nicer than me. I used to. Uh, nice yeah, I used to you. tie up the guards and throw them on train tracks. Oh <laughs> well, there is a trophy to do that to one of the female characters. I don't remember. Oh wow! Was, yeah, I used to do that because oh, not my John Marston. My John Marston's a nice guy, man. He ties people up and gets a you know for his reward and stuff, and he's nice to ladies and everything. He doesn't tie them up and butcher them. Well, mine's nice to ladies, but mine's mine's just not nice to guards. I saved a hooker earlier today. Congratulations! He was, she was getting like. Forced on by um, some dude and stuff, and I tied him up, which was quite. Funny. If you were watching my stream earlier, I had some fun with some guards' bodies on thief. Oh yeah, <laughs> I picked them up and put them all together, so it looked like we're in a pile. Oh, I don't want to hear about your weird <laughs> dead body fetishes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just piled all I'm the bodies to together. Here. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, yeah, like it, it, it's it's you know it's it's one of those things for me like. You can get so many smaller details in a linear experience than you can in an open world. Yeah. In my opinion, like usually, you know, you see open world games and they're they're usually a fantasy setting or, you know, like Red Dead, it's a desert setting. It's it's just trees and foliage and all that. You know, obviously GTA is an exception. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a giant city. Watchdogs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which obviously we can't judge yet. And Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah, Assassin's... Oh, God, Jesus. I can't even believe I didn't mention Assassin's Creed. I mean, yeah, everyone knows I love Assassin's Creed. I mean, that I just... 
but this is the architecture of that and just being able to explore everything and climb anything for me is just awesome and i love the um the, the historical content in that whether it's the side quests or the the main quest i just eat all that up i, I won't go much into this because trust me we'll be here for hours but yeah that's <laughs> an, i think those are amazing i love them today you guys hear but, about um, the fact that next assassin's creed has a huge chance of being in russia Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Uh, I, I, I went for a drink to celebrate when I read that news. <laughs> I'd be very happy. Soviet Union. <laughs> well, supposedly it's Moscow in the early 1900s. Oh. Well, they, did, they do have a comic book with, um, I just sent him a news post uh, with some guy called Nikolai, an assassin in the um, late, uh, I think it was like 1880 or something like that, to the early of, um, 20, early of, earliest uh, twenty. 20th century um i think it was like 1909 or something like that so um that that's probably um i mean i'm not saying it's going to be him i mean they've done a comic but you know they've had a russian assassin before so it's possible anyway um well yeah um the, the whole open world thing i guess um i agree with what you're saying there gary and so i think the thing that i like about open worlds is a sense of like it feels it's not so scripted and it's like the random events make it feel more alive i just like the fact that you can walk around and this could happen or this could happen. You can influence this and that. I just, I kind of, I kind of get a kick out of that. I feel more like I'm, I'm my actions are influencing the world around me rather than the game um, funneling me along a path and saying, okay, this is going to happen, but that's it kind of thing. But at the same time, I still, I still, like I said, I still love the linear type of games. I mean, how Resident Evil one is my favorite game, you know? So, and that's as, as linear as you can get. And I love that. But, um, you know, I, I think things like alternate endings and stuff, just a few choices. I mean, that was in the original Resident Evil. I think things like that can really, they definitely help with replay value. But um, I, I definitely hear what you guys are saying. But yeah, like I said, I'm on a Rockstar Rampage right now, so I'm all about open world. But um, that... grab, grab, grab yourself some Max Payne 3, man. Yeah, sh- oh, sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And um, yeah, is, um, is LA Noir open world? Because I've got that on my shelf. Yes, yeah. see, LA Noir is a perfect example. Yeah. Of what I'm, I've been trying to say, LA Noir is an open world game, and I think it is a good game. And I know Dane is probably going to attack me when he hears this, but yeah, because he he, he <laughs> says it's like he says it's like ten out of ten or something. I know he loves it. <laughs> yeah, but outside of doing the main things in that game, yeah, there's literally nothing to do at all. Oh, wow, and like, what was no side quests then? No, there aren't. There's you can find film collectible film reels, but that's pretty much it. So so it turns into this giant hassle like thank you for creating this giant open world LA from the 1940s. Yeah. But we're <laughs> and, not going to put anything in it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you pretty much are forced to drive these 40 mile an hour cars at top speed limit, 40 miles an hour <laughs> from one wow. side of the city to the other. Uh it's just Please understand. Well, <laughs> That's um very odd. That is to um, generate a world like that, but not give you all those all the things that that's kind of synonymous with an open world. But wow, well, mm-hmm. I guess I'll find out soon enough whenever I get around to playing it. Anyway, um, thanks for that, guys. That was a really good discussion. I'm glad I actually brought that up. Well, I was thinking about a topic, and I thought, hmm, this would actually be quite good. Um, to get our team, um, it's a shame we couldn't have another a fourth uh, opinion, but that's that was cool, guys. Thanks. Um, okay, shall we move on to reviews now, guys? Actually, yeah. Ben, um, my co-host, since you are my co-host, would you mind tackling the reviews so I can give my voice uh, a rest? <laughs> sure, just give me a minute. Yeah, we have... Um, I was on the front page. We have Castlevania. Um, oh, I think I think Gary Ra- should Rayman. do that. Because Gary's our Cas- Castlevania nerd. I haven't played it yet. 
<laughs> Still, I, I think you. No, I'm fine with that. As yeah, yeah, Gary sure, was a, originally going to be the reviewer for Castlevania. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, okay, well, Gary just think, yeah, well, you just like you know the score and the um, pros and cons, Gary and stuff. But Ben, do you, are you gonna you call to kick off with K uh, TXK and then go um, do Rayman after Castlevania? Uh, uh, I've, I found Rayman. I'll do that now. Okay, go for uh, it. Man. Rayman, uh, which is actually, to be honest, I, I, I was really tempted to buy this, and this review yeah. nearly bought. Um, summary: Rayman Legend is the latest platform in Rayman franchise. Loads of the characters, new and old, as well as brand new levels and some from Rayman Origins, is a must-have for anyone who did not play on previous generation consoles, like me. <laughs> Sweet. We like amazing the variety of levels. Simple, challenging, yet rewarding gameplay. Roleplay works very well. Oh. <laughs> we dislike not very different from previous-gen versions. Um, cool. PS- who, who uh, that? It was reviewed by Anthony Chambers. Oh, sweet, Anthony, yeah. yeah. Uh, we gave it a ni- he gave it a 9.0. And honestly, it does look like a good game. And the, graph- the fact that they've got rid of loading screens as well makes it really good. Sweet, yeah. Rayman, Rayman um, was very highly rated, wasn't yeah. it? Um, wasn't it on Vita? Uh, one on the Vita? Yeah, well, um, it was on the PS3 as Around well. All oh, right, yeah. I get confused which ones because there's a Rayman. Oh, there's Rayman Origins and there was Legends, which is this one, isn't it? Yeah, this is. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Rayman. This is Rayman, yeah, Legends. Rayman Legends. Yeah, yeah. And Origins must have been. And this one. is the one that was the Wii U exclusive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They decided to <laughs> delay like for a year so they can release it as a multiplayer. Even though the game was finished <laughs> on the Wii U and already printed. Yeah, and people were all enraged. Even the developers oh, wow. were enraged, which is ironic. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would be too. That's their payment right there, man. Um, yeah. Okay, we've got another review by. Michael Martin, our supreme oh, editor of the podcast, do not yes, smite us. Here's, here's your review. <laughs> um, he reviewed TK, TXK, uh, Totally yep. Tubular Nostalgia Trip. Oh, uh, wicked. <laughs> the, uh, summary, there might be some sensory overload at the start, but once you settle in, everything comes naturally. It is the ideal old school arcade shmup. That should appeal to nostalgic and contemporary gamers alike. Oh, uh, we like that soundtrack. That's detailed. <laughs> uh, beautiful yeah. warfare gra- graphics and particles. It's a one more game addicting. What we dislike was oh, right. bonus rounds aren't consistent with the rest of the levels. Uh, Fair play. Was that the only, only yeah, dislike? That's the only yeah. dislike. Oh, and that was a awarded. Nine. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, it does look good. Cheers, Ben. No problem. Cool, man. Thanks for that, Ben. And Gary, you're called to do um, Castlevania some justice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, Castlevania Wars of Shadow. This was reviewed by the head of the KGB here, Stephen. <laughs> 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 he uh, says, uh, Castlevania Wars of Shadow 2 is a content... Oh, he gave it a 9. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Out of ten, uh, a content a content crammed, entertaining action adventure with a brilliant combat system. Wars of Shadow Two is a fitting tribute to what may be Mercury Steam's Castlevania Curtain Call. Okay, uh, we liked so much gameplay variation that it feels like an epic adventure. Uh-huh. Intuitive and in depth combat system, and a rewarding open world arena that begs to be explored. 
he disliked the dated-looking, slightly complicated skills menu that could have been simplified and made to look more modern, and some repetitive stealth play. Now, oh, I haven't good. played it yet. I'm waiting. <laughs> but obviously, ours is probably the highest score given to this game. Of yes. Publication <laughs> there is. Uh, a very... Um, a game, well, I won't say we, we were the highest, but... It, the game, I guess, is a uh, kind of a uh, either one or the other. It's either gotten bad reviews or good reviews. I haven't seen anything kind of in between. I've seen, yeah, the highest I've seen um, outside of ours is an eight. So I'm pretty sure ours. I've nothing. Uh, nothing I've seen has been higher than Castlevania, so, Lord yeah. of Marmite. Lord of which Marmite, is, yeah, you which is good. I, I've seen. I, I played the demo. I thought the demo was phenomenal. If you guys haven't played it, go check it out. Um, I need to play the first one, Gary. To be honest. I think you should. It was yeah. one of my favorite games of the last generation. Cool, I, right. It was rated in the, my top ten. Um, I, I, you know, it's kind of the same thing that happened with with the first Wars of Shadow. It kind right. of got the same treatment where it, it was either reviewed bad or it was reviewed good. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally know it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we Russians of, know. <laughs> uh, we we know very much, and I'm glad that Stephen. <laughs> played it and he enjoyed it as much as I probably would have. Like I know I see his score as a nine and before the game even came out, I kind of already had a feeling that that's kind of the, the score I would be, I'll be leaning towards. And, you know, it, it's funny because you see a lot of the, the reviews for the game and you read the comments on other sites and like everybody who's playing the game absolutely loves it. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> Supposedly a lot of the, uh, a lot of the reviewers actually got stuck on the puzzle. And that actually, yeah, one really? of the puzzles in the game, some reviewers were complaining that they had took a mile to beat that one puzzle, and that affected their score because they got frustrated with that. Oh, I see. Not too hot on the old um, uh, yeah. grey matter then. <laughs> Whether this is completely oh, well. true or not, I, I can't say because I'm not every website. Oh, it's um, bound to be true. <laughs> <laughs> really. well, Steven is a gone among gamers. Oh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. That's really nice of you to say. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, um, and of, of course, it, it it grabs those same same comparisons to God of War and Devil May Cry, which yeah, it, 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 those kind of comparisons just bug me personally because you can't always compare a game to the best of that genre. I mean, you you should always try to be better than it as a developer, but. I don't know when you when you pick and choose things, it just it really drags down a lot of games, in my opinion. Yeah. By the way, I was looking on well, Metacritic, I... and the second yeah. highest score is by Play UK with eighty one. All oh, right. Wow. So are we yeah, the highest we score? Gave, then? We've given it a ninety, which is a nine out of ten, I'm guessing. Yeah, by yeah. my score. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, we're the highest score. Have you noticed we've given a lot of nines out of tens this week? <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> well, so obviously it's great games. Want you broke for the end of March, so you can be frustrated that you can't afford all the good games. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> okay, got, uh, thanks for that, you two. Um, okay, we're just going to um, what we've been playing now. Um, I think I'll go last again, just so I give my voice a bit of rest. Um, Gary, uh, what what, are, what games have you been playing, comrade, this week? Oh man, you know, <laughs> I I've, I'll start with the good ones. I've I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Breviary That's... Default on my 3DS, which is a Square Enix RPG. 
Um, Sweet. It's a lot of fun. It, it's pretty much Final Fantasy without the name. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a turn-based RPG. You know, you explore the world, airships, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, you get the job class system, so you can be a monk, a thief, red mage, black mage. So it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it if you have a 3DS and you're into RPGs. Sweet. Um, I've also been playing, oh man, Battlefield 4. Which just continues to to get more and more buggy after every patch that they release for that game. That seriously needed more development, didn't it? (laughs) It it really it just makes me sad because it's it's one of those things where EA themselves came out and said, "Oh, you know, we're not going to make any more content for this game. Like we're going to halt all development on the on the DLC." They said they're going to halt. You know, development on Star Wars Battlefront, which is also being done by EA, until they fix Battlefield 4. Well, that's not true because they just released their new expansion pack and the game is still not working properly. Oh, <laughs> and wow. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm still getting, I'm still having a hard time getting into servers. You know, the game just stays on the loading screen into a map forever. Um, yeah, you know, it's just I I still can't play the game with my friends. I can't join a server with my friends. Fail. That sucks, you know, man. I I either have to get in and then they have to hopefully get in and be on the same team as me. Chances are very small that that's going to happen. You know, it's just the little things that they just it's like they took the best features of the last two Battlefield games. Uh-huh. And they removed them and kept the features that nobody wanted. <laughs> and put them in the four. Yeah, they they totally rushed back to meet um, Call of Duty, didn't they? I think it's fair to say. They, they well, didn't really they? Did, yes. they, didn't yeah. they, they didn't they skip most of the QA because they wanted it out in time? Um, I don't know. Yeah, if I'm they sure. Did, I um, remember they... um, QA testers get. Uh, I remember reading this early last, late last year, should I say, where QA testers wow. were a bit annoyed because they didn't get enough time, or uh, they were being ignored to be rushed to make sure the game came out for Call of Duty. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the fact that EA's own investors are suing them because of the debacle that is Battlefield 4 right now is a huge statement. Yeah, Their right. own investors, I mean. Battlefield 4, <laughs> second glitch. Yeah, and, and you know, if people are really excited for Battlefront right now, which I was when it was announced, I'm I'm very hesitant, very hesitant about it now. Which is a shame. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. But um I've also I think that's actually all I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing some more uh actually I played the Street Fighter X Tekken on my Vita because that was free on the PS plus. And oh, wicked. No, it it's not wicked, man. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> like the the injustice that Capcom has done to the Tekken characters in that game just blows my mind. Oh you're a Tekken fan, are you? I'm a huge Tekken fan. I have oh, been we, we really need to go. We really need to go for drink now. Yeah, Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I went to the semifinals in the Utah tournament here, Holy in, oh, in Tekken, oh. which would have taken me to God. What is the big fighting tournament that they have? Isn't it? Yeah, Evo. Yeah, which would have taken me there, but I had to forfeit because I had a family emergency, Curses. which pissed me off. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I'm. I, I love Tekken, man. I've been into that since Tekken Two. Yeah, geez. So after, do you have Tekken Tag Two at all? 
Uh, no, I do not have that one yet. But I will buy um, it. I do plan on buying it. Yeah, definitely. We should have a match, man. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm totally down. I want to see that because I remember you talk about loving Tekken a lot. Yeah, of it. I'm, I'm waiting for Tekken Six so we can stream that sucker oh, or right. the next Tekken on the PS4. Yeah, man. Oh well. Uh, honestly, after going online, I thought I was quite good at Tekken, but after going online, I found out that I really wasn't. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. The way these tournament players play, man, they just they have this. They seem to have this routine where they just do always some crazy sidestep and stuff all over the place, and then suddenly hit you with a juggle, and then juggle you and rinse, wash, and repeat. They play totally different to how I do. I usually stand yeah. still and move in and out a bit, but these guys are doing the sidestep and they do a sidestep cancel or whatever, then they do another sidestep and they just, it looks like they're having a fit basically online. The character is just like, <laughs> you know. Well, professionals will do stuff like count the frames so they'll know how in, in, how many individual frames each move yeah. will have. And, no, you're, you're, not, you're yeah. not wrong. They do. They really um, and they'll do. also yeah, see which frames are the invincible frames because there will sometimes be frames where you're invincible and can't take damage. So they use those to the advantage yeah. and yeah. Oh fucking hell. Jesus, don't take all the fun out of the game. Gee, God. Exactly. Oh. This is why I don't do online play because I, I encounter people like that. No, I'm too yeah. I gave up. I gave up playing it. I just play the quick match, which is on, uh, which is much better because there's no arsehole ranked people to there be fair, do that kind of you stuff. You can't really do play. that properly online friend. because of that you gotta go with the lag as well. The Yanni's yeah, and that and that's the big reason that I do not play fighting games online is because yeah. of that. now wh- whatever technology Sony Santa Monica used for the God of War Ascension multiplayer, they should just give it to everybody because that game had absolutely zero lag when I played that game online. Well, Tekken Tag Two actually has no lag Sweet. at all. Seriously, I played it and it was really really good. Tekken Six is the one that had lag. But they mm-hmm. fixed that with a patch. But no, seriously, Tekken to, to its credit, Tekken Tag was excellent online. Um, it wasn't so good when I was playing against my friend, but that was due to their internet connection, even though he kept blaming it on me, but it wasn't fucking me. He's always <laughs> downloading stuff all the time. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, well, online, as in general, you know, fighting against random people, it was really, really good. Give, I'll give Namco their props there. Really, really good. Um, sorry, man, I kind of overtook you there. Is that all the games you've been playing? No, you're fine. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say some, like, I just, with, with Street Fighter X Tekken, like, yeah, I, I, just yeah, don't, okay. I don't know how... Namco approved the use of their characters the way they were used in that game, personally. <laughs> because, in my opinion, they don't play anything like the Tekken characters. Oh, Tekken. I wonder how they've ruined Kazuya, man. <laughs> like, like they said that like you can still do some of the combos, like Kazuya's, you know, square-square-triangle combo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, like, they have that, but most of the other moves you'll, you'll never do because they all play, like, Street Fighter moves now. Oh, like, they, they, they moved all the button f- configurations to play more like Street Fighter. Oh, wow. Geez. It was bad enough trying to play as Heihachi <laughs> in Soul Calibur 2, man. I could only do about half his moves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, oh. like, I, I played it, I tried to like it, and then I just deleted it right away. because. Oh, I was, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this extreme injustice uh, is just too much for me. I, I hope... That if it's still in development, the Tekken X Street Fighter game that Namco's making yeah, will be out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're wait, we're waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, um, cool man. Thanks for that, dude. Uh, sounds like good games. We Russian can't take uh, 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 bad um, treatment of our Tekken characters. You you right? No, we cannot. <laughs> they don't even have Sergey Dragunov. What is this? <laughs> Great, <laughs> Sergey. Totally, man. Uh, um, ben, yeah. how about you, man? Tell us what I, you're, I've you're been playing. playing a lot of Fantasy 14 beta while well, that's been up because it's only up for this week on uh, PS4. 
Um, yeah. And it does look, plays really good and plays really smoothly on the PS4 actually. And the remote play is a lot of fun. I love it. Um, and I've been playing recently Thief as well. Um, um, that's been a lot of fun. And uh, while I talk about Thief, I actually went to a cool event last night. Well, three nights ago, should I should say. By this time, it goes live. All right. Um, All right. Um, <laughs> with game, where I had a chance to play the game early, which was cool. And then yeah. I got a load of free stuff. And free stuff's always cool. What did you actually get? Because I, I I couldn't make uh, it out in the picture. I got a steel tin, uh, oh, art book, wicked, wicked. bag, uh-huh. uh, well, yeah, thief branded, branded bag. Thief yeah. bra- <laughs> I just oh, got yeah. a bag. <laughs> a bag. <laughs> a thief branded bag. Um, I actually got four of those for some reason. Oh, nice. Um, a comic book and a cover Swag signed by the developers. Oh, nice, man. That yeah, is so, so cool. The coolest yeah. part, in my opinion, was just the fact that the game had to open at 6 o'clock at night for me. For you. <laughs> yeah. Ben's a local and, celebrity in his I know that it was open for 100 people around UK because it was 100 stores that did it. Yeah. It's just the idea of going, this store is open. These, do the guys like know you quite well? In oh, there, yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, totally. I, know, I know pretty much all the staff there. I bet if you wanted to get a job there, you could get it instantly. Just walk in and give me a job. Say, give me a job. I want to work it. Okay. Well, actually, the irony thing is, last week, uh, just yeah. before, just as after the FIFA competition started, the actual re- regional manager of game was in store. And All right. I wasn't there, of course. I was not. I was at home. Um, and he actually brought yeah. up saying, "Did did Chile enter the competition?" Asked about me. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> oh, that is great. It's like, okay, yay! That is great. I was like, oh, hey, that was my every move. <laughs> but as he, as as I said, um, geez, I'm doing it now. Ben, Ben is our local uh, celeb. Uh, <laughs> Anything uh, else, man? You've been. To be honest, that's about it, really. Um, I've been playing, as I said, thief and sucking at thief. Um, I've been streaming right. at the actually as well, to be honest, because I'm trying to get back into streaming for PSU. Oh yeah, cool. Um, that so out, I guys. plan to stream more <laughs> in the future, so people can hear me talk about words, as I, I've said in the stream once. In fact, I got some good positive message. I got a message from someone saying um, because uh, I, he asked me about Tokaden, I told him I did a review, and a guy called Jin Kazama sent me a message or some name. Oh, wicked. Another Tekken fan. Uh, Brilliant. Hey, read your Tekken yeah. review. We're resurrecting yeah. Tekken right here. Hey, read your review. Yeah. To- read your Tokodun review was a good read and a good score. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, thank you, Jin Kazama. <laughs> you enjoyed my review. That is good. Cool, man. Nice username yeah. as well. Nice username. <laughs> Would have been better if it was Kazuya, uh, but never mind. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm more of a Jin fan. Cool, man. Yeah, alright, okay. Um, cool, yeah, is that all then, yeah? Oh, and Twitch-based cool. Pokemon I, I as well. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> um, I've been playing a bit of um, War Thunder, a couple of games. Um, haven't lost my knack for um, 
blown the crap out of people, which is good. I, I played into the Germans actually because I got some really high tier planes that I paid for. Oh, just amazing! Thirty mil. After shooting a plane with a thirty millimeter cannon, there's not much left. It's awesome to watch. Um, apart from that, though, I've been playing GTA Four. I completed that. Uh, Nico Bellic. Uh, yes, very very good. Um, oh, <laughs> someone's on the phone. Hold on a sec. Hey, Nico, why don't get some play some darts? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Not right now, cousin. Um, I, I'm uh, killing pigeons with my sniper. Killing rifle. pigeons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Beach. I'm beating this beach up. <clears throat> Not really. I don't. I didn't actually beat anyone up, kill any pedestrians in that game or do any kind of violence at all. I was a good guy for as good as you can be in that game. Um, yeah, I actually... Um, I know that that game seems seems to get quite a lot of neg- negativity these days in um in lieu of Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, but I enjoyed Grand Theft Auto Four. I mean, it was what I expected it to be. I start again. I re- reiterate. I started with the uh, PSP games, uh, well, which I downloaded for the Vita, and you know when I went into GTA Four, I just you know it was obviously it would look better. You um you'd have a bigger game world to play and have more missions, and it was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, uh, Nico Nico was cool. He was a little bit too cold, and sometimes it, I find it did. I did find it hard to emphasize emphasize with him. Em, emphasize? No, not emphasize. To have much empathy for him, but um, he um, towards the end that did change because you realize who he is, what he's been through. Because he only sort of hints at it first, and it was like, oh, okay, but you know, you're going around like carjacking, killing people and stuff. But he's um, it, it, it. There was kind of a stereotype to his um, characterization and some of the others, but at the same time. It was he was really well acted, and I did like I did actually like him. I think it was his sense of humor because he was quite dry and sarcastic, and I did enjoy that. And um, oh yeah, Laszlo, of course. I'm trying to do a radio show here. Go back to beating up your fat wife. I mean, that was just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally going to sing something meaningful about rain. <laughs> oh That's yeah, that was Scottish guy. Yeah, the um, love this dude or whatever it is. <laughs> that is just great. Those radio shows, man. I could. I think they really did a great job on those. And integrity was just brilliant. Um, yeah, um, GTA Four. That I, I, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I did quite as much. I did quite a bit of side. Quite a few of the side quests. I didn't um, do much of a dating kind of stuff. I just um, it was with Michelle and Kate. I didn't like do the online stuff though. Um, I did quite a few. I did the assassination missions, um, style cast for Bruce. I could have done some more of a socializing stuff because I know that you, um, you, uh, if you max out their like for you, then you get a bonus for them. Like Roman um, uh, sends you a cab anywhere you want to go because um, I, I managed to max him out, but I didn't max anyone else out. So I, I could have done some more of that. But still, I do. I got to see a lot of the games. So yeah. Um, that took up most of my time. I've just started Red, Red Dead Redemption, but I haven't done that much on it. So far, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, it got off to a slow kind of start, um, but as soon as um, you know the first gunfight came about, it was like, oh, wow, this is great. And then, the world, as I was saying earlier in the discussion about open world games and stuff, you know, the world opens up. You know, there's lots of activities to do. There's side quests. There's the main story and stuff. So really, I've, just, I've actually been going off and just earning money now because I know that it pays quite literally to invest in these things early because I've got my shotgun now which is great. And I'm only a few missions in, um, I've been like skinning animals and stuff, doing a few bound, collecting some bounties. So that's been, um, I've got like $300. I probably, that's probably nothing compared to how much you can get, but it's definitely helped me so far. So I'm just doing that to kind of prepare in advance. And then I just go out and see the world really. I mean, right now I'm just exploring, man. Um, this, Oh, I do love the, I mean, there's a lot of deserts out there, but I do love the architecture when you get to the towns and stuff. They just now that whole 
Wild West vibe, you know. There's a certain John John Marston. He's a damn good character, I tell you. Man, he's so good. <clears throat> Can I just say something? That yeah. That game does that no other game has done that I've ever seen. What's that? Uh, the clouds in that game actually cast shadows on the ground. Wow, I haven't actually noticed that. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. It blew my mind when I noticed it for the first time. Like, what is that shadow floating in the sky? And I like, turn around, it's a cloud. It's like, holy shit. It's a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the flying um, flying airships. Actually, there were a lot of flying airship um, sightings back in that time period. But yeah, that's awesome, man. I didn't actually notice that. Yeah, I thought it was a cool little detail they, they threw in there. Yeah, wow. Last Gen continues to impress, man, totally. That's his good observation, comrade. <laughs> You're very welcome. We look at everything just in case somebody watch. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. John John Marston seems like a cool guy so far. Like I said, I think the voice acting is great, man. I could just do. Uh, I just love. Sometimes I wish I was a voiceover um, voice actor. Seriously, I think they're great, brilliant. Um, I have really... British guys, man. You'll you'll fit in right. right. <laughs> Cheers. Um, <laughs> They, uh, I haven't really formed any relationship yet in the game because I think I've only just really met that um, uh, Ms. McFarlane <laughs> and one of the um, sheriffs. Uh, uh, so but I, haven't, I haven't really advanced much of the story, but yeah, I'm loving it so far. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been playing. I think, sh- no, just those three games at the moment. Um, the thing about Warfront is you can just dip in and out and do a couple of games. Obviously, it's not like a story-driven game, so that's good. Um, I'm looking to start... Um, some PSP stuff again, what PSV, or I really want to go through Vice City Stories again. I love that game. And I want to um, go through Soul Sacrifice, man, because I lost all my goddamn PSP game, PSV games and stuff. Long story, had to reformat and I had to get everything back. Luckily, that was free on PS Plus. Thank you for that, Sony. So I really want to start that again because I really enjoyed Soul Sacrifice. I reviewed it last year. Um, I can't remember what I gave it. it must, I think it was a high score, 8 or 8.5. So that was really good. Um, but yeah, oh, I did also buy the Collector's Edition GTA Five, which is sitting behind me now. Oh, that thing is awesome. It's got like a Los Santos cap, a bag, a branded bag, not just a plain bag. <laughs> um, not like um, Ben's Thief bag, which is not branded. Oh, that's um, branded Thief! <laughs> Curses Mike and his words! <laughs> um, you get a keychain, you get some in-game content. I think like a blimp or something as well, which atomic blimp, I think it's called. So yeah, that was um, eighty quid on Amazon. I'm actually surprised I got that because I could have sworn those things are in really limited supply. But whether or not it didn't sell out or they restocked afterwards, I don't know. But whatever, I saw it, I bought the damn thing. So yeah, uh, I am happy with purchase. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> was pretty so, good. Yeah, yes. Um, so yeah, uh, that's about it, guys. Um, uh, we're coming to the end of uh, we come to the end of the podcast now. Uh, I need to read out some emails. Um, oh, one from Roman. Uh, no, I don't want to go drinking. Uh, <coughs> don't worry. Um, one from <laughs> uh, we have one from our super fan um, Alfonso Boxio again. Um, oh, this oh Ben, this is actually to you. Um, to Ben, I love your British voice as well. But I was aiming aiming to Mike because every single. Because ever since the original podcast ended, Mike hasn't been there like he was before you. But you, but you, Ben, are everywhere, even when you have a full plate. But having two British voices on radical gaming podcasts will be interesting to hear. Uh, that was in relation to um, Fonz asking me whether I should have, uh, if I'm going to appear on Racial Diversity, which is, of course, our other podcast. I'm going to check it out, guys. Um, headed by Dane Smith, um, who's actually in Korea now. He thinks um, he's in South yeah. Korea, though. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, and obviously, I answered uh, last week. I'm not too sure, but I think it'd be great to um, try it out. Um, and I think it, we we were talking about Ben got a little jealous <laughs> that he was saying about how awesome my voice was and said, "What, what about, about me?" me? <laughs> oh, thank you for the email, by the way, Alfonso. But I was kind of just joking about, really, to be honest. Yeah, yeah Ben's um, only joking, man. Even though his joking voice sounds my, like it's serious, all the sound the same. <laughs> um, he also asks. Um, this is um, now um, uh, an actual question to us, or um, which I might not be able to answer. Actually, he says, "Will you guys do another PS4 giveaway anytime soon?" That's if a sponsor provides one. Who won the UK giveaway? Can you congratulate for me? Much appreciated. Um, Stephen actually sorted that. I don't know who won it, but um, whoever won the PS4 giveaway, congratulations from me and Fonz and all of us. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're doing another PS4 giveaway yet, Fonz. Um, those things are hard to come by. We were pretty lucky to do one when we did. But if we do one, then we will definitely let you know. And I'll, I'll actually ask Stephen about it, our boss, of course, Stephen Williamson. And um, hopefully he'll have some kind of answer for us. Um, but, yeah, as soon as you find out, as soon as you find out, as soon as I find out, uh, you will too. And that goes for everyone else, of course. So, um, yeah, watch your space. And thanks for your emails, Fonz. Um, also, I actually want to give um, a quick shout out uh, to someone called Todd. Um, this is a first for me. I don't usually give many shout outs. I hope I got the name right. I'm just going to try and look now. But to save me just looking through uh, the pages without saying anything, I'll just assume it is Todd. He uh, saw our last podcast and apparently he looks forward to um, uh, listening to it every week. And he also had some very complimentary things to say about me and my hosting skills which is good to know that I'm um, more successful than Laszlo. So in other words, everyone, uh, there's nobody hating me. <laughs> um, yes, it is by Todd. Um, Michael, just wanted to say, uh, I live across the pond, but sit on the edge of my seat waiting to hear and change each time it is on. I think you're on the road of your calling on the podcast, and I think you do the best job of any host on any podcast I have ever heard. Cheers to you, mate, and keep up the great work. Todd in the USA. Wow, that's, I didn't actually know he said that much. That's, that is an amazing thing to say. Seriously, thank you very much, Todd. I mean that. I'm not being sarky. That's that's really cool to say, man. Um, that, that's pretty awesome to hear, isn't oh, that it? Guys? Is awesome. That's some serious nice words there. Yeah, we really appreciate your um, uh, feedback on the podcast, man. And it's good to know that I'm not a natural host. You know, Don did this before me. You know, in my opinion, he was great at it. And obviously, Don's not here anymore. Um, and I took over. And um, well, me technically, me and Ben took over. So it's good to um, good to hear that. Uh, someone out there like as long as i can make one person enjoy what we do that's good enough for me so you know thanks very much man we really appreciate it it's really cool to you dude and uh um hello to you too and hope you're doing well man and hope you enjoy this show uh right um i think that's all the shout outs as far as i'm i'm concerned um i'll get to the don't worry ben i haven't forgotten that thing i mentioned that will come to right to the end um so I just hand the microphone to you, Ben. Shout outs, miscellaneous. Well, anything. I don't really have any shout outs this week for once. I'm just going to give a shout out to all my Twitter fans. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what about your Twitter friends? <laughs> I like, it, um, I like it usual, like um, usual people that I normally give a shout out to. Uh, I also want to say we're going to hopefully going to have a special guest again end of March. So stay tuned for that. Sweet. That's yeah, the end, end of March. March. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Wicked man. Um, Gary, come, Gary, uh, do you have anyone to shout out? Um, <laughs> not that I can think. Actually, yeah, I want to give a shout out to one of my friends, one of my best friends, who's moving to another state, which made me really depressed. Oh no, he's my, he's my hardcore gamer buddy. Oh but, damn, uh, man. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's moving to a nearby state, 
it's like an eight hour drive, but still an eight hour drive is an eight hour drive. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so Chris is his name. Uh give a shout out to him. I'm gonna miss Chris you. Redfield? <clears throat> Chris Redfield. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, how did you know there's an outbreak in Colorado right now? <laughs> <laughs> we Russians know everything. <laughs> Wait. Oh, outbreak in Colorado. Uh, is it located somewhere near something called South Park? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, um, we've uh, uh, Stephen Williamson has actually been playing South Park, so check out, uh, look out for the review on that soon. Um, so, cool, Gary. Um, anyone else at all apart from your mate Chris? Uh, just my usual friends. Nah, they know who they are. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> cool. Um, well, apart from um, Todd, I'll just give a shout out to the whole PSU crew and you guys, of course, and our listeners uh, for joining us for another podcast, guys. Um, uh, especially Gary and Ben. That's been awesome, man. This uh, Chilling out with you guys again. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's the part where you've got, uh, oh, you're welcome. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, now I, um, just so I don't forget, um, Guys, we are on iTunes, so please give us some loving on the iTunes. That's what I need to say. Yes, that it, is ben? it. Because otherwise, my, our editor will um, probably. Um, I don't know. I don't we'll know, we'll, we'll all sound like Mickey Mouse by the end of the podcast. Yeah, we're all sound like Mickey, sound like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I did want to say, I do have Twitter now, magically. Oh great! Oh, damn, you're you're supposed to join me in our Twitter lad. What am I meant to do now? <laughs> join join us. Join It's a good way to spy on people who don't know you're watching. Oh, a good point. Okay, well that actually lets me transition to you can if you want to contact this guy, you can contact Gary at take it away at Gagwaush. That's G A G L A U S H. Sweet. Or you can contact Ben. Chile at... underscore UK. C H I double L E underscore UK. And you can contact me at my email address if you wish. Uh, that's mike.harridance at psu.com. Uh, you can, or you can hit us up on PSU's Twitter, which is Ben, because uh, I just fuck it up like I did every time. Uh, PSU.com. Oh, very well. See, that easy. How could I make a mistake? Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I want to say, I need followers. Yeah. Because people oh, yes. just pay attention to me. I need yeah, followers. Yeah, but I, I need another 30, 40, 25 followers and I can make 400. So, follow me. How about you tell your 399 followers to follow me, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> but then... Gary will do Russian accent. But then they won't get followers. random pictures. Yes, I will do an entire podcast in Russian if I get 10 followers after this podcast goes live. There, you heard it here first. Russian podcast. <laughs> and, and so will Mike. We'll, we'll tag team it. You bastard. <laughs> cool. You well, won't. guys, uh, that's been episode 29. Um, I'm your co-host, Mike Harridance. Uh, ben, Gary, thanks for joining me. Um, as I said, guys, contact, uh, um, give us some loving on iTunes. You know, Drop us something on Twitter or in the comments section below this article, which, of course, will be posted on the site. Um, God, I don't think there is anything else to say. I always worry, but I've forgotten something at this point, but I don't think I have. So, yeah. With that said, Gary, thanks for joining me, man. It's good to be on a podcast with you, man. And we, uh, we Russian comrades do make good uh, conversation. Yes, we do. We keep going. <laughs> and Ben, as uh, you probably know what I'm going to say, uh, it's good night for me. Later, guys. <laughs>